This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. John McClain. John, how we doing? I'm still on a high from that home run. I'd given up. I thought they were defeated. And uh, I thought everything had to break right to get two guys on base, especially when Pena got that single because he hadn't done squat. He'd been swinging at balls out of the zone. And when he got that single up the middle, I thought, oh, my God, could this possibly happen? And no way this is going to happen. They're going to lose this game. And then when he hit it, I immediately thought of Billy Atcher and his home run, Chris Burke, when he hit home run, Altuve, when he hit his walk-off against the Yankees. But nobody's accusing Alvarez of wearing a buzzer to help him hit a home run. So I don't know if they were all dramatic. And I, I watched them all, and I don't know what it – maybe it's because this one's the most recent, maybe because they were down as much as they were, but it just seemed to be so special. Another thing could have been because he hit it so hard and so far. I mean, it wasn't just a walk-off. It was a tape measure walk-off, and you can't beat that. And one of the things I've done, Sean, I loved – I've watched it probably 50 times. I've heard the – Robert Ford broadcast on radio. I think Robert does a tremendous job. I listened to the Hispanic call multiple times, could understand about five words in there. And it was exciting. And I loved watching videos posted by fans in the stands. Yeah. And Madras Mac was in the stands. I saw one high-fiving to everybody. And other than Jim Crane, there couldn't have been anybody happier because he's got $75 million riding on the Astros winning the World Series. Yeah, yeah. So he's so he's got $75 million, and that's split up amongst multiple bets, right? He bet $10 million, and I think he had to go one, two, three, four, five places, $2 million each. I know at one point. He had to go to Iowa because nobody will take his big bets anymore. So he has to get on a plane and spread them around. So he bet 10 and he has a chance to win 75 million. And knowing Mac, he'll give most of it away. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's no doubt. Mac's one of the most general philanthropists in the city. Um, you know, John, it, it, the, the, the home run itself is an easy thing to break down. You know, I, I thought the second they brought Robbie Ray in, I was confident something was going to happen with Jordan. Now, I didn't expect it to be a tape measure shot on the second pitch, um, but it didn't surprise me that he hit a tape measure shot. He's Jordan Alvarez, but he'd been making good contact all day. So I knew something, I had a really good feeling something was going to happen. When you bring in a starting pitcher in a situation like that, with guys on base in the middle of an inning, I, like that to me is just a, that is a situation that is set up for disaster. And Jordan hits lefties just fine. He hit 321 against lefties this year. I think the, the honestly, I mean, the home run is impressive. So I'm not going to sit here and try to 
sound overly smart that it wasn't the most impressive part of that whole sequence. It was. But to me, the second most impressive part of that sequence wasn't Pena getting the base hit. It was impressive. Don't get me wrong. David Hensley drawing that, I'll call it a walk. It, <laughs> it, it goes into the box score as a hit by pitch, but he was hit by a pitch that was going to be ball four. He worked an eight pitch walk slash hit by pitch in his first at bat ever in the postseason in a situation where, to your point, the team was dead in the water. You know, that that team, and, and I think at, at that point with Hensley, I was saying to myself, man, just get on base and give Altuve a chance. And it was actually Altuve who had the worst at bat of anybody in that inning. You know, he struck out in the bottom of the ninth, but Hensley working the walk and then Pena, you know, who look, he's got big shoes to fill this postseason with Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa's calling card was big moments in October at the plate and in the field. And I thought Pena, Hensley's at bat was the unsung at bat or plate appearance, I guess we'll call it, of the night. Pena's performance was the unsung performance because not only the base hit that kept the game going and got the baton to Jordan, but he made two plays in the field in the second inning and the eighth inning to end the inning that were gold glove caliber plays. The double play that he turned in the second inning when Verlander was in trouble. And then the, cause Verlander, they were down four, nothing at that point. He doesn't field that ball in that double play. Who knows how long that inning keeps going. Cause Verlander was not good all afternoon. Um, and then the, the caught stealing in the eighth inning where Vasquez threw the ball down to second, he short hopped it. And Pena was able to somehow field that and get a tag down while not getting his legs spiked by the runner sliding into second. I thought were just two tremendous defensive plays. I was really happy for Jeremy Pena because he's going to have a microscope on him because he is not Carlos Correa this postseason. Hensley was pinch hitting for Diaz, right? He was pinch hitting for Dubon, who had gone. Dubon, okay. Yeah, Diaz, Dubon, yeah. Diaz pinch hit for Chaz earlier in the night, and earlier in the in the game, and then Dubon came in in center field, and then. Hensley came in and pinch hit for Dubon. And then when Hensley got on, Jake Myers pinch ran for uh, Hensley. It's amazing how bad of a hitter Dubon is. And yet he goes to play center field, which to me is their biggest need in the offseason. Get another legitimate center fielder that they haven't had since George Springer left. But you're right. Hensley was an unsung hero to get on base. Think about this. He came up in late August. And there he is figuring one of the most dramatic finishes in the history of baseball playoffs, period. And uh, Pena, too, being a rookie, Hensley, 26 years old, to finally get his chance. I tell you, of all his stats, one of the weirdest, that's the first time Alvarez had a home run with somebody on base since June 29th. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's boy. That, that's, that's strange. It, it, and I had seen that stat before the playoffs, Sean. His last 14 home runs had been solo home runs. I had completely forgotten about that, and I had it in my notes heading into the playoffs. But there were so many other things about that home run that were so mathematically microscopic in terms of probability and things having happened before. 
to the point where I saw Jason Stark had this in the athletic. There have been 1,714 postseason games over 118 different postseasons. That was the first time. I couldn't believe this when I saw this, John. That was the first time in postseason history that a team was trailing by multiple runs down to their last out and got a home run to swing the game from a loss to a win, like a walk-off a walk-off home run down by multiple runs down to their last out. That was the first time in in postseason history that there'd been a home run in that situation. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's also crazy. It's only the second in the history to Kirk Gibson in 1988. You would have thought in all those years that somebody else would have been in that situation. Maybe if Alvarez had limped around the bases, he would get his played as many times over the next 30 years as Gibson has. And I love stats like that. Jason Stark, you mentioned the athletic. He's the king of great stat columns, yeah. wild, wild and weird. And we're going to be, you know, it's funny because say they go to the World Series, we're going to be looking back. This will seem like months ago, considering uh, how long the World Series is, first week of November. But I'll tell you, in, in, in the history of this franchise, it's um, – you know, right up there with Hatcher, Burke, Altuve, and yeah. now uh, Jordan Alvarez. I thought the Chronicle had a great headline, Jordan Rules. And uh, I saw so many good ones like that that people used plays on his name. But, man, it was great that he had his family here to see him as well. Just, just an unbelievable experience and now what are they going to do for an encore oh you mentioned verlander verlander was awful and he's been awful in the playoffs game in his first eight playoff games for the astros he was great and now it's what six or seven in a row in which he's been awful he's got a in his last eight starts in five of them he's given up four or more earned runs and he's got a one in five record with a 5.36 era over his last eight playoff appearances. You know, he's had two years off, so maybe there was a reason for that before, but then when he picks up where he left off in 2019, it's got to be mental. It can't be physical. He was too dominant this year. He was season. just dominant like a week ago. <laughs> you know, he yeah. finished the season throwing five no-hit innings before just dropping the mic and walking out of the game. So, yeah, I think it's got to be psychological. I mean, eight starts – across multiple seasons is a, to me a big enough sample to be at least slightly concerned. I'll pose the question to you, John, before we get into our football for real or fugazis. Um, if the Astros, let's say this goes to a game four. Uh, Christian Javier pitched in relief yesterday for an inning and a third, but he would have the same amount of rest as Justin Verlander. So you could start either of them on regular rest. Who do you start in game four, Justin Verlander or Christian Javier? You got to go with Verlander. He's your ace. Doesn't yeah. matter how bad he pitched in that first game. If they didn't go with him and Javier got roughed up, then Dusty's never, ever going to forgive himself. If you're going to lose, lose with your best. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's Dusty. Dusty would do that too. Your sentiment is, I think, a bit of an old school sentiment because my guess is there's probably some numbers floating around out there that say Javier would be the guy to start in that situation. And I don't know if maybe some of it depends if it goes to game four, if they're leading two to one or if they're trailing two to one, maybe at that point. Um, but Dusty did blame Verlander's performance yesterday 
on sort of the routine being disrupted by the long break in between. So I, I don't know what to make of it. <clears throat> Verlander's pitched plenty of games on extended rest this season. I just think it was a bad day at the office. And I do think early in the game he was keyed up because everything was high. Everything was high. So I think he was, you know, he hadn't pitched in a playoff game in literally three years. So the adrenaline was probably adrenaline was probably pumping for him, I would imagine. If he doesn't get keyed up going on to keyed up to a little thing like a baseball playoffs, shouldn't get him too keyed up. You'd think a guy that with that experience, uh, as great as he's been, that nothing would get him keyed up. But as you said, it was pretty obvious when they throw high and he was throwing hard. And some of those pitches, when I talk about high, you know, they could have gone to the backstop. But uh, maybe he will be more relaxed the next time he starts because of all the great stats we see involving Alvarez in history, that one about Verlander and the playoffs is perplexing. Yeah, big time, big time. The good news is they've got a lot of depth in the pitching staff this year. You know, Dusty might have a quicker hook for Verlander if he looks the same next time out as he did this time out. I mean, you got Arquiti and Garcia sitting right there and Javier, obviously, who he's not afraid to use in relief. And John, we've, we left out one other rookie that contributed to the win yesterday. We mentioned Hensley and Jeremy Pena. Hunter Brown gave you a nice solid eighth inning in that thing to keep you, you know, keep keep him within uh, within striking distance there. His ERA coming in was 0.89. I would not hesitate to use Hunter Brown. Yep, indeed.